You hungry? Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? This has like a mom's basement kind of feel. Mom! 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 Throw some stuff in the basement. What basement? Mom's basement with Joe Frank. That is quite possibly the dumbest thing I think you've ever said. And Corey Diab. I can't believe I take part in the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Mom's Basement here on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public, and of course, Breaker. That's eight different platforms you can now find us on. As always, I'm your host, Joe, on Twitter at Joe underscore Frank, F-R-A-N-C-0-1. Corey to my left on Twitter at Corey L. Diablo. I took a nap during the time you were reading all the apps. Oh, just eight different places you can listen to my voice? Eight? Not nine, not seven, not one. Do the math. Eight. That's like eight too many places. Dude, I don't even. Why? More, ex- talk. more exposure, the better. For sure, for sure. You don't want to hear me talk. You love listening to me talk. Oh, we're not getting into this. Oh, you love it. Just let me let me hear you say it. I gotta go. Let me hear you say it. No, I'm gonna go out that window real quick. I told you to jump out the window. You did? Of our four-story studio in downtown Chicago hmm. that I pay for. Hmm. You like that? Nope. Couple interesting things we got to talk about today. Mm-hmm. One, the XFL started last weekend. Yeah. I know you didn't watch. I didn't really watch either. I kind of flipped in and out because after seeing a few plays, I was like, "Oh boy, these guys, <laughs> these guys suck." But a couple interesting things to talk about with the XFL. Um, the MLB, boy, are they trying to fuck things up? They're introducing a potential new playoff system that they want to start as early as like 2022. Right. We'll dig into that as well as Joe Madden came out with a little bit of a story today that was leaked. I think on the newspapers this morning or I'm Alden Gonzalez or something was the guy who came out with it. Mm. And then of course, Pakoda is finally out. So we'll jump into that. A new segment called love it or hate it. And then last thing we'll talk about is a little bit of the NBA. Probably not much, but it's something. we got uh we got something happening this weekend in Chicago to get excited about. So we'll start with the XFL brand new. Right. First weekend, they peaked at 4 million concurrent viewers. Not bad. No, no. 3 million more than I would have guessed. I would I would have watched if I wasn't working, but I'm a Defenders. I'm going to stand the Defenders because they got Cardale Jones. and He's the best player in the league. He might he, be. He's, they, they got Cardale Jones, and they tweeted a picture of a guy wearing the Jigsaw doll from the Saw movies on his cleats. So that's, oh, that's okay. my guy. Did you see the guy get kicked out of an XFL game? I'm not sure which game it was, but he yeah, was in nothing packed. but his briefs. Packing meat. Oh, my God. I don't know. That guy had to be on fucking speed or something, dude. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, dude, what are you humping? Like, He's thrusting his way out of the stadium as four security guards are escorting him out. Like, what are you doing? He's hoping one of these guys starts to back it up on and him. He, and he's either got like a purse in his pocket or something. I don't, <laughs> <That's, laughs> don't want to know what he's that got. That was the there. funniest shit I've seen. Oh my God. So <clears throat> we already dove into kind of how the play wasn't really impressive. Cardell Jones is probably the standout player from the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Landry Jones, eh, Florida Vipers, boy. Oof, for Tampa Vipers, whatever they are. Mark I, Trestman. Yeah, I think it's Tampa because Mark Trestman. I saw Mark Trestman giving his... Uh, his halftime or post-game speech, whatever it was. I've never been less motivated. Oh, my God. I, I'd rather get motivated by, like, a piece of rice or something. I mean, that that dude ain't shit. So he hasn't changed. No. How did he go to Canada and win two fucking championships? Because it's Canada. He had two great – I mean, it's still a decent league. Better than the XFL. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how Jay Cutler put up with that guy. Oh, Jay Cutler had to have killed that guy. Oh, my God. Oh, we got to talk about Jay Cutler today, too. How can I forget? Uh, We'll get into Jay a little bit later. 
obviously. We're going to stick with the XFL. So that's the big problem for me is they, they the quarterbacks drive leagues, right? Quarterbacks drive the NFL. Right. You've got to, especially right now, quarterback talent's at an all-time high mm-hmm. with the young guys who can sling it, the young guys who can run. And then the, Mitch. Mitch can sling it. And then the old guys who are kind of closer to on their way out, but guys like Rivers and Brady, Breeze, and Rodgers who still can get it done. The XFL doesn't have those guys. If, if they have those guys, they're going to be picked up by an NFL team next week. Right. They have Cardale Jones, who, spoiler alert, Cardale Jones hasn't lost a game since high school. Yeah. That's only like 12 games. I was going to say, that's cool and all. <laughs> it's because he didn't lose at Ohio State. He didn't lose at Ohio State. And then he didn't, he didn't start like, a game in the NFL. Did he, did he not? No, I'm thinking Terrell Pryor. I was going to think, who, who started a game for the Raiders? I don't even know who Cardale Jones played for. Ohio State. No, at, in the NFL. Uh, San Diego. Did he really? He was on. He was on the roster. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure he got drafted in like the sixth round. Yeah, I could be wrong in that, he, but my he, memory's telling me that he left the draft super early too, like after. Well, he could have came out a year earlier, mm-hmm. and he went back to Ohio State, which probably hurt him a little bit too. Well, they, again, I'm getting him confused. Maybe Terrell Pryor. We'll there, see. Was, there was a point in time where Ohio State had like Cardale Jones, J.T. Barrett, and somebody else was there playing quarterback too. Yeah, they yeah. had like three great quarterbacks, great college quarterbacks, and like it was a clusterfuck. Right. Right. But that's what you can do when you can recruit the best players. Mm-hmm. So I've heard a couple people say this, and I kind of agree, is why is the XFL not getting Kaepernick, Manziel, or Tim Tebow? That's a good question. I actually never thought about that. If you're Colin Kaepernick like, and you really want to play in the NFL, go put 12 weeks of football on tape, and you're going to crush the XFL if you're as good right, as you say you are. Right, for sure, for sure. Or. I mean, well, Tim Tebow plays, is committed to baseball. That's re- that's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I agree. He's got like a 500 OPS at Double A at the age of 29. I get it. It's it's a dream of his. He'd, he'd be an good. XFL hero. Braxton Miller, by the way. Braxton Miller. There Thank you. Go. Um, but yeah, Tim Tebow would be fine at the XFL because no one cares that he takes three seconds to wind up and throw a football. And Johnny Manziel, I don't know if he's in rehab or what the situation is. No, he was actually just kicking it with Mike uh, last weekend. He's not in rehab. Oh. He signed. He signed a Mike's uh, agency. I hate it so much. But or no, the homies LLC. Hate it. But I agree with you on Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I, I'm so just. We're, we're not going to get into the Colin Kaepernick stuff, but I feel like I'm just in the middle of it on both sides, unfortunately. And um, if he wants to get back into the NFL, it's work throwing to receivers not wearing pads in a workout is a lot different than strapping on pads. And yeah, curl hopping six feet and throwing a ball as hard as you can or as far as you can. Right, Give me a break. Sure, Give sure. me a break. So I think it would be wise of him to pursue an XFL deal, but I don't see it happening. Because, I mean, if the best quarterback in your league is Cardale Jones or, Land- or Landry Jones, um, yeah, you can easily top that. Matt McGloin. Former Raider Great Matt McGloin. Yeah. No. And, and the quarterbacks actually make good money in the XFL. They're making six figures. So, like, you could say they don't need the money, but at the same time, like, what's an extra half a million bucks mm-hmm. in the bank? Like, right, right, right. you know, whatever. I mean, Manziel, he's, all three of these guys would crush the XFL if they all went to, you know, to a, a separate team, obviously, and played. Mm-hmm. It'd be insane. for. I would watch Tim Tebow play quarterback every week. And do you know how much how many ratings the Colin Kaepernick game would get? Yeah, 100%. I would watch the Colin Kaepernick game. Oh, you're telling me uh, Colin Kaepernick on one side and Manziel on the other in the XFL championship? For sure. It's gonna it's gonna that's gonna do I would well. Watch that. Now that leads me to the next thing I want to talk about the XFL is how is it going to handle competition? Because last week there was nothing on. It was the XFL. That was it. Uh, football obviously is over. The Super Bowl has happened, but now we're coming up on stuff like March Madness, which is insane. It'll, it's not going to be March Madness. No, no, that's what I'm saying. And then the Masters. Everybody watches the Masters for the most 
smart. I don't personally, but Me neither. a ton no, of people do. And then the NBA playoffs are going to start. Baseball is going to start. I'd rather watch the XFL than the NBA. Okay, I think I think you're in a minority on that. Yeah, probably, but I just I'm, the NBA doesn't. Understand. Especially now, maybe five years ago when LeBron was in that run of eight straight Finals appearances, and it was like, dude, we know it's going to be LeBron Warriors. Like right. this year, I couldn't tell maybe, you. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. But baseball too. I'm going to watch baseball before I watch the XFL. Hundred percent. Right. Hundred percent. We'll be watching baseball. It'll be early in the season. You still got that buzz around the game. It's not that because you know baseball. I kind of take a little bit of a break from in like August. Yeah, they call it like, dog days of summer. Yeah, I've been watching. I've watched a million hours of baseball in uh-huh. like right, forty-seven right. days. Like, but yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting. I think the ratings are probably going to drop by like fifty percent. You think you have to? I mean, four million is insane. Like you're not going to hit four million peak at four million every week. I think it'll probably you could probably peak at like one point five two million maybe. I mean, they might peak at three million next week. Yeah, but again, next week there's still nothing going on. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I I think they're they're not gonna go up from no, this week. No. Absolutely not. I think they'll drop down because the kind of the hype is worn off, and it's not good football. No, it's horrible. No, the idea the rules are cool, which I guess we're gonna get into and all that stuff. But there's no star power. Big for cat was betting the overs. What? Big cat was still hammering the overs. Yeah, how'd that go for? Ooh, him? I don't know if any overs hit. I'm thinking single XFL over hit in the first week, oh, which sorry. is madness. Sucks for big cat. But I guess now Vegas has. Kind of something to go on because mm-hmm. I, I don't think they knew like how do we how do we put a game out there that's being quarterbacked by Taylor Heineke and Landry Jones or something? How'd you feel if Jay Cutler jumped into the XFL? I would immediately become a season ticket holder. <laughs> oh, it's Tampa Bay. Cool. I'll fly down every Friday oh my night. God, can you imagine Jay being coached by Trustman, but it's not an NFL. Adam Gase gets fired, it's, joins the Tampa Bay Viper staff. It's not an NFL like atmosphere, so he can just tell Trustman to fuck off anytime like, he wants. Yeah, Mark, I'm the guy. You can have to go ahead and tell you to shut the fuck up real quick. Let me fucking sling this one 60 <laughs> yards. You got to get me somebody out here. Greg Olson joins the XFL. Oh my God. Jay's just recruiting actively. Brandon Marshall's coming down. Like, oh, it'd be disgusting. Johnny Knox flipping back with his broken back. Oh. I saw Johnny Knox not too long ago. Yeah, at the uh, Kenwood. Not at Kenwood. Was it Kenwood? No, it wasn't Kenwood. But I saw him. Yeah. But just not there. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah, he was uh, he was doing an event for uh, the beer that we shall not name for nine hours. Oh, okay. So, oh, fair enough. crazy. What a psychopath. Anywho. No, but they didn't want him in Orland Park, so we had to do a double somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't want him either. That was a bum. All right. Can he even walk? Yeah, he can walk. Um, yeah, so a couple rules I thought were cool. The kickoff rule is awesome. What's that? They have to line up two yard, or five, five yards, yards apart. apart, and they can't move until the ball is kicked. Can't move until it's caught. Oh, that's, so okay. So it's supposed to reduce head injuries because you're not getting a fifty yard full sprint at a guy. Yeah, but that's that's going to result in like 30, 40, 50 yard kickoff returns on every play. That's the point. They yeah. they want kickoff returns because kickoff returns have been taken completely out of the NFL. That's how you know the talent in this league is so bad when they, every advantage favors scoring and they still hit all the unders. Oh, like fifteen to nine, like weird scoring, uh-huh. man. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's probably. I, I don't know if the NFL would ever adopt that rule. I feel like they might, but Roger Goodell's kind of a square. So uh, that might be something they try in like a preseason. Like, all right, we'll do it in the preseason. And then if if, I mean, they fucking outlawed the wedge in the NFL, which is stupid, but whatever. NFL is crazy. Um, and then the one, two, and three point kind of like point afters. Yeah, I like that. Sick. Like, you, you, NFL has to take that. Yeah, you have to immediately adopt that rule. Um, I mean, every coach should already be going for it on for going for two every time. Yeah, if I didn't have Justin Tucker, I'd be going for it every every time. Absolutely. 
absolutely you're going for it, going for two every time. And any time you're driving and you're past the 50 yard line, you need to be going for it on fourth down. I don't care what I don't care what anybody says. And then uh, this is what I credit to Vince McMahon because he knows how to entertain. Like I might think he's a psychopath and yeah, completely is. ballistic uh-huh. and hate the WWE for sure, but he definitely knows how to entertain. He knows that people want to hear what's going on behind the scenes. So the broadcast portion of the XFL was awesome, except for the sideline reports every 30 seconds. Like <laughs> Sammy Coates catches a slant over the middle, and all of a sudden, oh, Sammy, what'd you think on that slant play? Like, all right, kick rocks. Like, that's, that's pointless. But miking up the coaches and getting us audio on the play calls mm-hmm. is sick. Okay. So sick. Like, I, yeah, give it to me. Like, I love to hear, like, trips, left turbo. Like, yeah, give me all that in the NFL immediately. And then the replay booth, same thing. They're mic'd up so we can hear exactly how they make these decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's some old dude who's got an Xbox controller in his hand, which is hilarious because he probably has no idea how to use it for anything other than replay. It's just dope. Like no, you can he's, see, he's got his uh, Xbox in the corner. He's, he's just calling <laughs> he's like, down. No replays? Engage eight. Engage eight. <laughs> So there was like a play where they had like uh, the refs on the field thought it was like a, a lead with the crown of the helmet, like they're gonna eject the guy, and the guy's up there. He's like, "Yeah, this is as clean a hit as it gets." He's like, "He leads, with, he leads with the shoulder. The helmet just happened to hit him." He's like, "That's the cleanest hit I've ever seen in my life. No penalty." And the guy's like, "All right, the call in the field's been reversed." I'm like, "That's dope." This guy in the replay booth might be a little bit cocky about it, but he's like, "No, cleanest hit I've ever seen in my life." Like the dude got smoked. No, that's but, good. Yeah, it, it was awesome. So that, that's something the NFL like. Obviously, you could afford it. You're a billion-dollar industry. The fans want that stuff. Yeah, we want better refereeing. For sure. Yeah, that adds to the aspect so that when when the drag queen referee messes up a call, I can hear that he held it on fa- number 77 on the offense. That's going to be a 10-yard penalty. Oh That's our favorite referee. Maybe we'll get him on the show one day. Yeah, like, yo, that. Jerome. Uh, he'll be like, yes, sir. I'll be like, oh, yeah, Jerome Boger. That's yeah. the name. Can we get you on the show? Oh, I'd love to. Love All, right. All right. Anyway, that's, one, that's something the NFL definitely has to at least – Think about. Like, uh-huh. Come on, give me all the smoke. Give me all the coaches calling plays. I want to hear. I wish I could have heard Mark Strassman or Mike Martz calling it. And Jay Cutler's here back in the day. I would like to hear Mike Martz go. Jay, just throw it. Just let it go. <laughs> He'll be there. It's not gonna be your fault. <laughs> what if he's not there, Mike? That's not your fault. The receiver's in the wrong spot. So definitely a lot of good. Definitely a lot of bad, especially with the on-field play, but. It's definitely off to a better start than the AAF was. Yeah. Well, I. Oof. Didn't that fold after one week? Oh, they had like no money after three games. Yeah. That was nice. Which isn't a problem with the XFL because Vince McMahon literally walks out to a song called Here Comes the Money. So the dude has endless money, which is absurd to think about. But mm-hmm. that isn't going to be a problem. I don't know what his net worth is off the top of my head. Can we, yeah, give me give me a little net worth action on uh, old Vince McMahon. Let's see. Money, 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 Vince money. McMahon's net Oh, my God. Please tell me it's a billion at least. More. Oh, okay, five billion plus three billion plus two and a half two 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 billion with a B. Jesus. Yeah, so the XFL's got plenty of money. Jesus Christ. So that's not going to be an issue with the XFL, uh-huh. which is great to see. You know, if you want to watch football all year long, this is this is your saving grace. There you go. Now let's move on. We're going to talk a little baseball. I got some breaking baseball news for you, by the way. Break it. Uh. Cobb just made a big deal. Don't tell me they signed Taiwan Walker. Jason Kipnis. Oh, I already knew that was coming. Is zeroing. Let me get that real quick. Jesse Rogers just said Cubs are zeroing in on Jason Kipnis. So, you know, that's going to move the needle. That'll move those Pakota projections. 
Nope. And Jeff Passan just tweeted, Jason Kipnis is headed to the Cubs. So... Here, here first, Cubs got a mediocre second baseman. Although it is an upgrade over Addison Russell, I'll say. Maybe. Jason Kipnis isn't good. I'm aware of Jason Kipnis isn't good. Are we getting Jason Kipnis from 2015? Let's see what Jason Kipnis is up to these days. Oh, great. Let's go ahead and dive right into it. Let's see. Jason Kipnis was worth 1.1 F4 last year. That moved the needle for you? No. Okay, just checking. Now, did they trade for Francisco Lindor? Did they get Francisco Lindor for nothing? I don't think so. Okay. All right, just did sure. Noah Syndergaard become a Cub? Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay, just checking. Did Chris Bryant sign an extension? Nope. Uh, did they trade Chris Bryant? It's more like it. Nope. Okay. So, first of all, I want to know if Rod Manfred even watches baseball. Does he like baseball, do you think? Uh, I... I feel like I don't see him. I don't even. I'll be honest with you. Legit, the hundred percent. I don't know what he looks like. I know what Bud Selig looks like. Uh -huh. Legit, legit. I'm looking it up right now. I don't know what Rob Manfred looks like. Let me see. Oh, that guy. Okay. I've seen him, but I have not seen him as much as I've seen like Bud Selig in the past. What about Adam Silver. I've seen Adam Silver. That dude looks like he's ill, but. Oh, he's ill. His pockets are ill. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, but yeah. I, I don't know all the ins and outs of this playoff thing. I haven't read any articles on it yet, so I mean, if you want to go so go for basically it, basically they want to make it seven teams. Okay. Make the playoffs in both leagues, so they're trying to be like the NBA here. Don't like it. Pretty much, because half the teams in the NBA make the playoffs. Yeah. So they think this is going to be attacking tanking. It's not. So if seven teams make it, and then there's like this thing where the team with the best record can pick, you know, the team with the best record is going to get a buy, and then the team who has to play in the wild card round can pick who they want to play like on it. live TV. Don't like it. So, like, what the fuck is that? Like, oh. I'm the Cubs, and I'm going to pick my opponent. I want to play the Marlins in the first round, the wild card round. Mm -hmm. and, I think, and I think it's a best of three. And the home team, whoever has a better record, gets all games at home. Don't like it. So, it's just a completely asinine system. See, there are some things in baseball where I'm, like, kind of like an old-school purist. I'm, like, I wasn't a big fan of when they added the second wild card team but i got over it real quick because it was like really They're good games it was really exciting all that stuff i remember like cubs versus pittsburgh i think it was 2015 was really exciting um and it all stems from the white Sox and twins blackout game from 08 but like this i can't get on board with yeah that 2015 game i remember really well yeah jake arietta was dumb josh Weber hit one in the fucking ocean off garrett cole how things have changed oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It's okay. My team hasn't been to the playoffs since that 08. 2008. Yeah, crazy. Wow, they suck, bro. They do. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking stupid. And and apparently this is gonna happen. They've already. Passed. Like they're saying they want it to happen. Baseball wants it to happen. Nobody fucking wants this. By 2022. That's fucking. Hideous. So we're in 2020. Like it's coming. Apparently. That's hideous. And I hope I'm wrong because you already play 162 games. That's a lot of games. Like if you want to shorten it to like 125 games, maybe, and then do this, maybe I'm on board. But then with you're you. pushing baseball into like November or even December. If you shorten the amount of games, if you I'm start at the same time. 162. Oh, well, they're saying they would play this first round with all this bullshit. They would play it in the same time. They would play tiebreaker games and wild card games. You're not you're not missing any time. But it, it just it's to me it's like Rob Manfred's trying to fix something that he knows nothing about. That's right. what this what this feels like. Nobody, I don't think anybody has ever said we don't have enough playoff baseball teams. Like, they already have five in each league. That's great. 
perfect. You yeah, got your division went, winners, I two wild cards. Like I want, I actually wanted to go back and I want to look at the standings from last year, and I want to see what teams, what other teams would have been in last year. Mm-hmm. So let's go to 2019 regular season. So you had the Yankees and the Rays, the Twins, the Astros, and the A's. And I'm looking at the so, next so best teams. So, at so Cleveland gets in, and Boston gets in. What does that do for me? An 84 win Boston team with Chris Sale hurt. Right. So what is that doing? Nothing. Nothing. Cleveland, they were a 93 win team last year, but you know, it is what it is. Um, National League, the Cubs don't get in still. Holy it fuck! It looks like it's Braves, Nationals, <sighs> Phillies, all ahead of the Cubs. Then the Cardinals, Mets. Brewers. Mats and D-backs. Mats, I'm sorry. Mats and D-backs. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I mean. The Mats might have been cool. The only I saw one tweet this morning. The only uh, be- benefit of having this rule would be Mike Trout would have three more playoff appearances. That's it. <laughs> well, That's they, it. they say it's going to counteract ta- uh, tanking, but like. How? If Because the teams are going to spend. There's going to be more teams buying. But no, they're not. Because no. if I, I'm looking at it the same way, like. All right, Nationals are Nationals have ninety three wins. I'm gonna have to play if I'm on the Mets or if I'm the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks specifically, if I have to play the Nationals in round one, then I gotta face Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbett. I right, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm not beating them. Like so, it's not gonna it's not gonna force teams who are right there to buy more when they already don't want to buy. It's crazy, absolutely insane. Yeah, I agree with you. I I don't need to see seven. I mean. Five is a five is a perfect number. The playing game is awesome. Yeah, uh, playing games are fun. Yeah, but that's all I need, you know. And even as a guy who's like, you know, the White Sox this year, we're gonna get into the Dakota projections. If they had seven playoff teams, the White Sox would be probably one of those American League teams. But I don't want that. You know, I don't want a third place team making the playoffs. Yeah, you want them to earn it. Yeah, for sure. And a third place team team could make the playoffs. Third, yeah, but it would be like in the NL. You'd have to win ninety or, games sorry, in the AL East, where it's like Tampa. And New York, and then if Boston was good, you know, right. how they've always been. But, yeah, no, I'm not about it. All right, really quick thoughts on this Joe Madden. So Joe Madden had an article or a story come out today where basically in, he says that in 2015, 16, and 17 was more of his way of baseball, more his philosophy. And obviously the Cubs were pretty much dominant in 15, 16, 17, back-to-back-to-back playoff appearances, one World Series title. And then in 18 and 19, it was less of that. Kind of, he said he was getting in Theo's way and Theo's train of thought, uh-huh. and they kind of took it all away from him, uh-huh. and they kind of handled things their own way. After 17, they fired three coaches, so there's some validity to this. And they brought in new coaches in, in 2018, so. Joe, I mean, come back. What's up? Joe's not coming Joe, back. Joe, you coming back, dude? What's so, up? Joe's managing Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon right now, Shohei Otani. You know, players that are better than what the Cubs have to offer. So yeah, he's basically saying Theo got in. I, I, this is kind of a call out, if you ask me. I no, I it definitely is, and I think he's right. Oh, obviously he's right. I mean, is it Joe Madden's fault that Theo hasn't drafted or developed any pitching outside of Dylan Cease and Braylon Marquez? Sure isn't. Is it Joe Madden's fault that Jason Hayward has a horrible contract or Ben Zobris' contract didn't live up to anything or John Lester still got bad money? You know, there's a lot of things you could spew off there. Sup, Tyler Chatwood? Yeah, Tyler Chatwood, too. I forget about Tyler Chatwood. Or fucking Craig Kimbrell. Oh, that's going to hurt. Did you see my tweet, by the way? No. About the Cubs. Like, what if the Cubs signed Chapman to an extension after 16? Oh, yeah, I replied to it. You never replied to me. Did you? Probably because I didn't see it because I had no idea. Yeah, no, I, uh, 
What did I say? I said if they had ex- if they had signed Chapman to that extension the Yankees gave him, they probably couldn't have afforded Darvish. That's pretty much it. So you probably might not be a bad thing. You probably would have the same money problems now that you had. You would still have the same money problems, but you might be like a year further along. Like you would be in 2021 as opposed to 2020 in terms of your tax problems. We'd also have a way better bullpen. Yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't have signed Kimbrell at that rate. Oh, we definitely wouldn't. Have. Yeah, it's 16 million right there. Yeah. So they still could have added at least one arm with that 16 million. Well, how much does Chapman make? Oh, I don't know. Let me look it up real quick because Kimbrell got what three years. Well, I'm saying if there's no Darvish. No Darvish, and there's no Kimbrell, but there's Chapman, who got $86 million over five years. Chapman gets $16 million a year. So that so is they, the Kimbrell. So they would have negated. So they probably could have afforded Darvish. But, um, yeah, no, that's uh, – so you'd be in the same spot. Except Chapman has – Except we'd have an elite You know what? He might be in a worse spot because Chapman's got three years left and Kimbrell's got two. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, right now, I think we'd be in a better spot. You think? Chapman's still really, really good. I think Kimbrell's going to be really good this year, too. He just, like, he's kind of got the uh, the uh, Dallas Keiko effect where he started, a, he played baseball halfway through the season and he was probably rusty. But, you know, I'm sorry. I would not, the, the big money to a closer doesn't make sense to me personally. And I just don't think it's a good, uh, a good, a good contract, you know. Yeah, whatever. Okay. I, don't, I, I randomly thought about that the other day and I was like, it's a weird oh. thing to think about, I'll be honest with you, because like, what, what difference does a closer make to your to your team's outlook? I don't know. I actually had a buddy tell me that he didn't think Chapman... He thinks they win the World Series without Chapman in 2016. They... I mean, they won Game 7 without him, but they don't get there without him. So that's up for debate, obviously. But if they if they never make that deal, then they have an extra superstar. And they, don't, and they don't sign Jason Kipnis. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think the whole <clears throat> Chapman deal is what... The Cubs over. It's the Haywards. It's the. Well, yeah. Obviously, Jason Hayward yeah. is the biggest thorn in their side that maybe has ever existed in baseball history. Point blank. Yeah. I mean, it's just horrible. The guy brings absolutely nothing to the table, especially because he's been playing in center field so much. Yeah. No. I mean, we 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 can we've gone on about the Cubs before. I don't think we need to. Right. We're gonna go into Pakota now. Don't like that. We just did a nice flip touch. Oh, don't like that. So. Before we even dive into the Cubs and the White Sox, is there anything on these Pakoda standings that came out today that really catches your eye? The Braves at 83 wins in third place. Yeah. Really is... Okay, I didn't need to see any of that. <laughs> For those of you who... Well, nobody can see anymore because we don't use a camera, but I just got a flash of Joey's thighs and I'm not about it. Oh. Um, the Braves at 83 wins is kind of surprising to me because they're in third place behind the Nationals and the Mets, who are projected to be first in the NL East. The so Mets are the biggest surprise on here. Yeah, you know, the Mets lost Zach Wheeler. 88 really wins. Well, they did sign pitching. They sound like Michael Walker. They sent somebody else to fill out that staff. Uh, Porcello. Porcello, right. Porcello. So they have, I mean, they have the three big horses in DeGrom, Syndergaard, and obviously Marcus Stroman. Okay. who's the dark horse to win the Cy Young. A glorified number three pitcher. Sure, why not? Um... Yeah, the Braves at three is in the third in third place is pretty interesting to me. Um, I think they're a little low on Oakland. Yeah, I mean they're always going to be. Oakland's always it's the same as Tampa Bay. Well, actually, they probably fair on Tampa Bay here. They gave them eighty seven wins. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, Oakland at eighty five. I could see Oakland winning ninety plus. Yeah, because they're they're going to one they're going to beat up on Texas and Seattle. Right. Which I think should factor in a little bit more. 
Um, besides that, you know, Cincinnati at 86 is interesting. The Cubs in second place is interesting to me. I, I don't see that happening. I see them more as a third-place team. Nothing in the NL West surprised me. I think the Padres GM is going to lose his job this year, but that's another thing. Um, and then, Man, that would suck to be in that division. Yeah, no kidding. And then you look at the AL Central. We're not going to talk about the White Sox, but I am surprised or yet anyway. But I'm surprised at the Tigers and the Royals. Neither of them are even at 95 losses. Well, the Tigers are at nice losses or nice wins. They are 69 wins. 69 wins. Yeah, I think I think you could hammer both those unders. I'm just going to yeah, say I it. Think I think they both lose 100. But if I had to pick one, it's the Braves. Yeah, for the Mets, surprising for me, 88 wins. I get they've got good pitching. Obviously, you know Pete Alonso is a superstar. Conforto and yeah, I mean, they've, they've got Smith. good bats. It's just they've never put it together. I thought maybe if Carlos Jeff Beltran, Hill. Carlos Beltran coming to his own as a manager, obviously that's not going to happen. But his replacement, though, is actually he's been with that team for 15 years. Really highly spoken of. So maybe, I, I, and he's managed a lot of those guys in the minor leagues, right, right, which I think right, helps. So I, I, I'm interested to see the NL East play out because you've got literally four teams that can, I think four teams could win the division. Yeah. Any of those four. I think I think I'm more on board with the Mets. I mean, if they had re-signed Wheeler, it would be even better. But I the the key for me with the Mets is they need to keep Nimmo and Conforto healthy, basically, because those two are just dynamic when they're when they're fully healthy. So and they're still paying Cespedes. Yeah. Speaking of Cespedes, there was a tweet from like a a random MLB Intel account that it just came up on my timeline that the Sox traded. Michael Kopech to the Mets for Ioannis Cespedes. God, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'd kill myself. Imagine Rick Hahn just trolling like that. Oh, I hate it so much. Anywho. All right, let's go AL Central first. Okay. Go ahead. So, Twins, 93 wins is the projected first place slot for them. I can see it. I mean, there's really, you know, they won 100-plus last year with uh, beating up on the Tigers, Royals, and White Sox, so... You know, I can see it. It's Cleveland at 86 is interesting. I think that's about where I have the White Sox. I would say 85 for the White Sox. They're at 80, 82.5, so round it however way you want to round it for the White Sox. Um, and then I think the reason why I'm more highly on the White Sox, like 85, 86 wins, is because the Tigers and Royals are going to lose 100-plus. Like, that's where the difference is going to be made up, the extra couple wins to this projection, because the Royals and Tigers are garbage. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean... I think the Indians, they're going to end up trading Lindor and maybe Clevenger. So right. That number's going to shoot for, way down. For sure. And then I know, based I don't have a subscription to Baseball Prospectus who does um, Pakota, but I know people who do. They're not very high on Michael Kopech and Dylan Cease. They think Reynaldo Lopez is going to have a better season than both of them, which if that is the case, the White Sox are in big trouble. Big trouble. <laughs> because Reynaldo, Reynaldo Lopez is like a two-and-a-half win pitcher. But... They didn't like Kopech based on a 14-inning sample that he had in 2018. He's, but he's basically on track. To become, like, I heard this morning that he was he's throwing already. And oh, let, he's, got, he's got no limitations. Going the the last thing to come back after Tommy John is, like, command, which for, it should be a worry because he didn't have really good command before Tommy yeah, John. He, he wasn't horrible with his command or anything. But I did, I did hear that he is finally realizing that if I dial it back a bit, I'll be able to locate better, which yeah. is so yeah. self-aware. And it's it's gonna be. I'm not worried about him coming back because he's just a workout warrior, and he's very self. Like you said, he's very self-aware, and he can throw at 104. So if he dials it back, he's throwing 97, 98. That's you know he almost committed suicide. 
I didn't. So is that with his like mental health stuff that he was talking about? I I never watched that video from. Sasha, he said he had like thoughts about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I I I didn't watch the video, so I won't comment on it. But you know, he like I said, he's very self-aware. He's a very self-aware guy. Um, it kind of just depends on when he gets up with the club because they can retain a year of his control if he starts the season in the minors while he's interesting. Yeah, which I think is what they're gonna end up doing. <laughs> oh. So grievance. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but I, I they they're not a big fan of Kopech and Cease. But with Yasmani Grandal catching them, I don't have a problem with them. I always say I'm a huge fan of Dylan Cease because he almost killed me. So <laughs> I mean, he the, did. Dylan Cease has. I, I don't see the hate for Dylan Cease. I mean, he's got he had control issues last year, which you can work on. Um, but he still has a 98 mile an hour fastball, and his curveball is one of the best in the game. When our apartments were building burning down together in South Bend, I shook his hand and said, "What's up?" They also call me Dylan Cease. Huh? <laughs> you doing that 60 mile an hour fastball? Only half of that story is true. Yeah, I'm sure. It was the part about the apartments burning down. <laughs> we were both in. Like, yo, dog, it's 40 degrees and we're standing outside because somebody fucking burnt down this whole complex. No, I do throw probably in the 80s. <clears throat> if you want to put on the gear, bro, and you want to get behind the plate. Yeah, I'm scared you would like. Wear a cup. I mean, I, there's nowhere else that you're going to be fine. I don't want to wear a cup. Find somebody who will sit behind the plate for me we'll and I'll, we'll I'll, I'll it. gas it up for you. We'll get Matt to do it. Because I, I think I'd still gas it. <clears throat> if I stretch out properly and we play some long toss, can you catch? Like long toss, can you play catch? Yeah. You know how to catch with yes. a glove? Yeah. Oh, okay. I play baseball. All right. Just making sure. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm not surprised with the White Sox projection because I feel like most people are down on them. I think it's pretty fair. Yeah, I would say it's it's pretty fair. I, I'm, and I, I think the I'm number's going to change. I think they're going to, I think they'll exceed the projections, but I'm not going to put them as a 90 plus win team. There's, There's a lot of variables there. Yeah. I think sure, Detroit sure. and Kansas City are definitely worse than those numbers. So. That helps. And it's interesting because they're so they're low on Mankata compared to last year because Mankata had a 5.7 F4 season last year. They've got him at 2.7. Maybe they year. think that's the ceiling. 5.7? Yeah. I mean, that's still a really good player. But um, but then they have Luis Robert as a rookie, as a four-war player. Yeah, that's so interesting. That, that is very interesting. Like They expect him to light the world on fire immediately. I would almost flip those two, but even then I feel like it's it's selling Yohan short. Like if Luis Robert has a 2.7 F4 season, that's – you know, respectable for a rookie. Sure. But uh, that's pretty much all I got with the White Sox. The NL Central pretty much went exactly as I think, as I thought it would. Like, Reds are obviously top. I think there's no doubt about it. With 86 wins. I'm not talking the numbers. I'm talking about, like, specifically the order here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Reds are definitely the top. The Cubs, I think, are the second-place team right now. I'm not huge in the Cardinals like everybody is. They got a, I think they got a, a bunch of guys who are hitting like 30 years old this year. Yeah. I don't think Miles Michaelis is going to going to be as good as he was last year. Jack Flaherty, we'll see. But Yadier Molina, I think, is buns at the plate. Gold, yeah, Goldschmidt has started to regress. Willie Bob's back maybe, but who knows? Like uh, Carpenter, Carpenter, like he was good against the Cubs for years unless they unless Arietta was pitching because that guy can't hit off Arietta. So it's like he, he's getting older now. So they didn't bring back Marcelo Zuna, like – like I don't think they're that good. Frankly, their bullpen was horrible last year. Like Andrew Miller was terrible. Jordan Hicks was hurt. So one mini prediction I have for the Cardinals is I think they might be in the Jack Peterson market if the Dodgers decide to trade Jack Peterson because they have to. Uh, Dodgers may as well hold on to him now. They, they may as well, but for some reason they seem hell bent on giving him up. They just try to trade him to the Angels, um, but they need to replace Marcelo Zuna. Jack, Pe- they could probably do that with Jack Peterson. 
But uh, the Cardinals are at 80 wins, or basically 80, 82, 81, 81, based on these projections because they do it out of 163 games. And um, I, I can't blame them for having it this way because the Cardinals always just seem to be good in spite of every projection possible because they find these people out of nowhere. I also think their manager isn't that good. Who's their manager, Matheny? No. Matheny's a manager in Kansas City. Who's I can't think of his name. I'll look it up real quick. But I hate him. Why do you hate him? I know that I don't like him. I don't like the way he looks. Oh, Mike Schilt? <clears throat> yeah, Schilt. Yeah, oh, he's got the big glasses. And then obviously uh, Milwaukee and Pittsburgh rounded, rounded out here. Pittsburgh's not winning 70 games. Like, there's no shot. They're no. fucking horrible. And they traded Marte. Like, they are garbage. They'll probably win 60 games, 55 games. They're that bad. <clears throat> Milwaukee... I've never thought Milwaukee's been good these past few years. There's rumor that they they were in on the sign stealing as well. You're really gonna hold on to that for a while. That would make a lot of sense to me, man. Like I don't know, they they do not have the players to win so many games. They just don't. Period. Sorry. They're terrible. I mean, Christian Yelich is amazing. One guy. Yeah. One guy. Period. You're gonna hold on to that sign stealing shit. It's gonna, oh. it's gonna come out in five years, and you're gonna be like. The Cubs should have won the Central in 2018. Yeah, they should have. That's bullshit, man. Yeah. Absolute bullshit. If, if, if true. If big, if true. Sure. Big, sure, if true. Sure. But the Cubs at 84, 85, whatever. I don't think they win that many games. I don't. I think the Reds win 92 games and win the division. I don't think it's going to take that much. But the Reds, the Reds are just so damn good. And it, the Cubs' playoff percentage is 51 and a half. So basically 50-50 shot. If they trade Chris Bryant, you got a chalk. Like they they're done. They should trade Chris. I, well, we've talked about it. We've talked about no, it. No, I want them to. Yeah, they should. You know, because um, guess what? Guess who rides in the NL? It's the Dodgers. And oh boy, are they fucking great. Their playoff percentage is 99.9% chance. If you're sorry to anybody who's a fan of an NL team, but your cap, Chalked. your absolute max you could do this NLCS. year is getting swept in the NLCS. So fucking like, uh, and you want to know what's fucking wild? The Dodgers have a ton of money coming yeah. off the books. Because Andrew Friedman is so that patient. Is unreal. Patient. They could bring back Mookie next year and not break a sweat. He's, He's like, like, well, we're offering you the contract. Oh, you don't accept? Shame. We're just gonna have boatloads of money to spend some other time. And they probably won't keep Mookie because they gotta re-sign Cody Bellinger at some point. But my God, and they, they got him for nothing. Who, Ballinger or Betts? Betts. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, like, Ballinger's contract. Yeah, um, the Alex Verdugo and Jeter Downs. Who gives a shit? Alex Verdugo isn't Mookie Betts. He will never be Mookie Betts. He's not the second best player at all of baseball. No kidding. I mean, Crazy. that outfield, Jack Peterson and left, who I hope the White Sox trade for, but Jack Peterson and left, Cody Ballinger in center, and Mookie Betts in right. How unfucking fair is that outfield? Oh, it's so stupid, man. That's like 120 <clears throat> home runs from that outfield. Thank God the Cubs already beat the Dodgers to win a pennant once because it's not happening anytime soon. Hell no. I mean, not even close. That team is unreal. Just FYI, for the NL West projections, the Dodgers have 102.5 wins as their, like, their median total or uh, average total. And then the next closest in second place is 79 with the Padres. The division's so bad, they're going to beat up on these teams all year. That's fucking hilarious. Crazy. I love Pakota. I'll just say it. It's a great day every year. Didn't you hate Pakota last year? 
Yeah, oh, I, I didn't hate them. I just thought they were fucking twisted. I was like, you guys are twisted, bro. You guys are fucking stupid. pretty on point. God, numbers always make sense. It's crazy. <laughs> Although in 2005, Dakota had the White Sox finishing fourth. Everybody did. Everybody did. Every, every, everybody did. So that worked out. All right, let's move on. Brand new segment. Calling it Love It or Hate It. All right. Basically, we're going to go through... Uh, every week, we're going to find some tweets that we like or hate. We're going to talk about them. We're going to screenshot them. We're going to go through it. I got four. Okay. You got a couple, I think. I'm going to go first. Yeah, I think I got two. First was from Darius Leonard, Colts linebacker. The defensive player of the year had six interceptions as a DB. I had five at linebacker plus five sacks and 120 tackles, and my name wasn't even mentioned. Come on, man. I'm very humbled, but when I get disrespected, I will address it. Keep giving me that motivation to prove you all wrong. Thanks. Love it. Yeah. He's, got a, he's actually got a case here, for sure. For sure, for sure. Darius Leonard's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he is. Um, I don't know if it's well, if it's because he's just in indie. I don't know what the... Probably. Like, they've never had... And I think it, like, goes all the way back to, like, days when Peyton Manning was still quarterback for the, for the Colts, where their reputation has always been high-scoring offense, and then your defense is just pass rushers trying to contain opposing offenses from scoring against you. Like, they don't have a reputation for having dominant defenses or dominant defenders. Yeah, he's just not, like, a sexy name, I guess. Right, right. So, no, he definitely has a case for it. I, I, I agree with him. Go ahead. Um, we were going to talk about it. I only have two, so we were going to talk about it, but uh, the Bears possibly trading up for the number one overall pick. Do it. This <laughs> The Cincinnati Bengals have traded the first overall pick to the Chicago Bears with the first overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Chicago Bears like Jake Fromm, quarterback from Georgia. Hate it. <laughs> Actually, I'm a Jake Fromm guy, so I love it. Yeah, for over Joe Burrow. Are you high? Sure. Why not? Hate it. I've been watching Jake Fromm play football since he was in high school. <sighs> no, no, no. Why? No, because he's not Joe Burrow. His name's Jake Fromm. And then we'll get the two other Fromm brothers to come in. One plays tight end, one plays receiver, I think. I'm good. You need a tight end, bro. We do, but I'm They're all the one. Who, where's, who, where does the tight end go? One go... I don't know. Okay, you tried. you tried. I don't know. I think Clemson, for whatever reason, popped in my head, but I'm not sure. All right, go ahead and give your next two. No idea who made this playoff format proposal, but Rob is responsible for releasing it, so I'll direct this to you, Rob Manfred. Your proposal is absurd for too many reasons to type on Twitter and proves you have absolutely no clue about baseball. You're a joke. Who said that? Robert Bauer. Yeah. He is spot on. We talked about it already. He is right. Rob Manfred, you are a joke. Trevor Bauer, I love this. Like, I love pretty much everything this guy does or says. This guy's a baller in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Go ahead. No, go, go for the next one. You have four, right? I do. Go ahead. This is from Bob Nightingale. Former MLB pitcher Mike Bolslinger files lawsuit against Astros saying their cheating changed course of his career. I don't know. I think I hate it. The lawsuit? The fact, yeah. He, was not, he wasn't good before. I know. That's why I think I hate it. Because he, he sucked. He had an ERA of five and a half before the cheating scandal. But I think he's going to win. I think he's going to get money. I think they're just going to be like, you know what? Good for him. Fuck it. We'll pay this guy twenty million bucks. Good for Go him. away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, chase the bag, sir. For sure, for sure. I agree. Uh, the only other one I got, and it's the one I sent to the chat this morning, was uh, the Bears versus Raiders proposed trade, where the Bears give the Raiders Mitch in the fiftieth pick, and the Bears receive Derek Carr in the eightieth pick. Ninety-nine percent, and it was the options were Raiders say no, Bears say no, both say yes, both say no. Ninety-nine percent were Raiders say no. <laughs> Yikes! I think that's more because well, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm stupid, but more because the Raiders have better aspirations at quarterback like Tom Brady. Right, 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 right. Uh, but yeah, 
but yeah, no, uh, that was just, I, I just, hate it. I, because la- I laughed my ass off. I, I hate it. Like, just all the Raiders fans are just like, fuck no. I'm a Mitch man. I'm going to get that tatted. So you got, you're, you got, you're silent. You got Tim Tebow in your bedroom, and then you've got, don't you have to follow Tim Tebow in your bedroom? Or Do is not. It's Sean Green. Sean Green. And Mark Sanchez. Oh, Mark Sanchez. Oh. So he was really like former boss in the NFL. Well, I mean, it was just like my dad's friend does the photography at Soldier Field. I, I know, but still, Mark Sanchez is not good. Sick photo, though. So you just love these bad quarterbacks. I have a Tim Tebow jersey in my closet in my room. You do, you do. That's fucking weird. Why? Because <laughs> he's fucking weird. He's bad. He's oh, he was awesome in college. I mean, All right. And he's my you, dog. What's your last one? All right, my last one comes from the St. Louis Battlehawks. Victories taste better with seltzer. Let's take a look inside the Bud Light Seltzer Lounge. So after they won their first XFL game, they absolutely slaughtered cases of Bud Light Seltzer. I love it. Great for the brand. <laughs> the official beer sponsor of the XFL. I wish. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, what about you? You like it? Bud Light Seltzer? I mean, the tweet. Them crushing seltzers in the locker. Who the fuck wouldn't like that? That's amazing. Haters? Haters. Well, fuck haters. Haters, haters gonna hate. You know what they say. Uh huh. Who's saying that song? What? Haters gonna hate, 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 oh, hate, okay. hate. Well, I, I take I, it I, off. You're, you're all over the place. Oh, 100. percent Do you know who sings that? No, no I don't. Taylor Swift. Oh, okay, that's why I, it, it wasn't, wasn't popping in my head for whatever reason. Wow. Wow, that's uh. Thanks. We we need to reevaluate here. We'll move past it. Yeah. Last thing, NBA All Star Weekend is this weekend in Chicago. Yawn. You have no interest. Derrick Rose, maybe. Okay. 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 There, there is an event going on on Thursday I might go to. The, well, it's uh, NBA All Stars are going to be combining with the Chicago Call of Duty team, and, like doing a meet and oh. greet and playing Call of Duty together. So I think that's kind of dope. Okay. For me, at least. Um, maybe not as much for you. No, kind of sick, though. I'm going to go there and hand out business cards because uh, I want to sell beer to the Call of Duty event when they come to Chicago in April. Uh-huh. And that's a good way to get myself in, maybe work for the. Work for the team, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Hmm. So that's, that's what I think. Interesting. Maybe Thursday. You know, maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll go up there. We'll interview some uh, players, NBA players. Well, I work. Well, maybe I'll go up there. Yeah. Maybe I'll interview. Somebody. There's very few things I'd rather not do than work, and that's one. Of interview them. NBA players. Call. I all I heard was Call of Duty. So no. I'm the NBA All Stars are going to be there as well. Huh. Both. It's an event. I got the picture on my phone. Do I get to meet Derek Rose? If he's there, see every All Star is there. I'll meet Derek. All right, that's going to do it. This episode of Mom's Basement, thank you guys so much for listening on whichever platform you choose because there are eight of them. Most importantly, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Joe, on Twitter, at Joe underscore Frank 01. Corey on Twitter at Corey El Diablo. And we'll see you guys next week.